Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. Well, it's beginning to look a bit like Christmas, would you agree? Um, Is anybody excited? We do have some people excited. That's good. I didn't think we would have that many adults with so much enthusiasm, but there we go. Yeah, if it was a room full of kids, we would have heard an uproar, wouldn't we? If I'd said that before all the kids went out, I'm sure there would have been a great cheer. Well, do you know what? As Christians, I think we should be excited about Christmas. Do you? Because after all, it is a major Christian festival. And I think God wants us to enjoy festivals. Do you? And especially one where we celebrate the birth of his son. So it's okay to be excited about Christmas. Whether you're a child, a child in your heart, uh, or an adult, then it is okay. Obviously, there are challenges, aren't they? And obviously, there are times when Christmas can be sad and can be difficult. But do you know what? I believe in spite of all that, Christ can be our joy. And when we look to him and when we celebrate him, then we can know a joy at Christmas time. So I've got a first, I'm going to start off by giving you a Christmas challenge. Is that all right? Challenge Christmas 2021. I want you to determine somehow this Christmas time to up your celebration factor. Is that okay? Somehow, in some way, because Christ is worth celebrating, yeah? to up your celebration factor, whether that means, even if you have to be, very sadly, we don't want this to happen, but even if you have to be on your own in your house, I'm still going to give you a challenge to up your celebration factor. It could be just lighting a candle and having a little reflection and worshiping Jesus and you are celebrating him. Or it could be if you get opportunity to be with some other people, just actually wearing that Christmas cracker hat. Yeah, you know how you think, no, that's not for me. But it's part of celebrating the birth of Jesus. Can we do that this Christmas time? Can we celebrate him in spite of what circumstances we might find ourselves in? Well, I pray we can. Well, today we're finishing our series in the family, and I'm going to be just looking at Jesus as the child. We've had, haven't we, Mary and Dina started us off looking at Mary, and then last week we had Joseph, and Dan shared some thoughts about Joseph, and I'm going to just share some thoughts about Jesus, the child the family, the Christmas family. So I'm going to read from the nativity story in Luke 1. And here it goes. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Shall we just pray together? Lord, we thank you that you have come to us. We thank you for this Christmas time where we celebrate the birth of you coming to earth. And so in this part of this story, as we look at you, Jesus the child, I pray that we will learn something about how we can grow in our faith as you so clearly demonstrated your faith in an almighty God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want to share is I believe when we look at Jesus the child that we can be encouraged to trust God's provision. Here we go. We have the creator God, the expansive almighty God. It's kind of like God coming down and then you do that action and sound in reverse. Can't do it without, do you know what I mean? And he comes down and he presents himself as a baby. Fully God and fully man. How incredible is that? Wow. So here is God revealed as Jesus, the son, come as a baby in this story that we've read 2,000 years ago. That's a wow in itself, isn't it? I kind of feel, you know, there's moments where you just want to pause and you just want to go, wow. (laughs) Vulnerable. How vulnerable is a baby? The most vulnerable of all. Dependent. We know how dependent babies are. They need care and attention at every moment and how humble to be so needy he didn't come he wasn't born into a place of privilege was he you might think That God, the Almighty, the creator of the universe, in sending his son, would send him into a household of incredible privilege, full of luxury, full of uh, just the fineries of life. 24-7 bodyguard protection. Yeah. I mean, that's after all what we see, don't we, for our royal family and for families of great prestige. But he wasn't born into a privileged family, was he? He was born into poverty, relative poverty, to an ordinary family like you and like me and like so many around the world. 
God's son, the most precious of human beings ever that's walked the earth. God's son, born into our world in complete humility. He was born into a hostile community. They were under oppressive Roman rule, but also their immediate community would have been suspicious of Mary and Joseph and this miraculous conception. For a moment, at least we read in this uh, part of the story, he was homeless. He had certainly had one night, maybe more, where he didn't really have anywhere to stay. Certainly after Bethlehem, uh, he wasn't able to return to his own home. They weren't able to go back um, up to Nazareth or to stay in Bethlehem because um, Herod was out to kill Jesus. So they had to flee and they were refugees and they lived in Egypt. Wow, this is Jesus, God's son. He's like you and me. In fact, for most of us here, he's actually got it a lot worse, hasn't he? Than you and me. There was no miraculous hotel upgrade for Jesus. There he was, born in an animal shelter. Wouldn't have smelt very good, would it? But this is what God was providing for his most precious of gifts, his son. I think Mary could have easily had a moment. What? How can this be? You sent an angel to me. It doesn't say anywhere that she said this at all. And she probably didn't because she was... She had heard God, hadn't she? And she knew it was right. And she recognized that God had recognized her humble position. And so she was accepting that this was her humble journey. And she was accepting that God was being revealed to her, even in her lifestyle. Isn't that fantastic? So I don't think Mary said any of this, but she could have easily have said, what is going on? This is God's son. Surely, why do I have to deliver him in an animal shed? Wow. But this was God's provision and this was God's choice. And as I've been reflecting on this, I believe God is just helping us to see that God's provision is about his purpose for our lives. It's all about his mission and his, and his agenda about what he wants to fulfill through our lives. You see, the prophet Isaiah hundreds of years earlier had said, on those living in darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus came to a dark, smelly place. Not just in that one moment, but we know that depicts the whole world and the whole of time. On those living in darkness, a light has dawned. Light and life was born into the darkest of situations. 
Isn't that exciting? Doesn't that give you hope? I think it gives us hope. And even today, it gives us hope, doesn't it? Not just for us here in Scunthorpe, but for those around the world. You see, Jesus came in that picture into a filthy environment, a dirty environment, hopefully, I'm sure, where he was actually born and where he was laid. I'm sure they'd cleaned it up and I'm sure that that was all appropriate. But generally, he came to our filth in order that we might be cleansed. He reached to our poverty and he lived in our poverty and with our distress and with our upset and with our disjointedness in order that we might be rich. Maybe not rich materially, but kind of this is kind of depicting that that's not the point. It's about being rich spiritually. About knowing that our God gives us hope in any dark and difficult circumstance. You see, God wasn't providing for Jesus' comfort primarily, although he did give gifts, didn't he? He did send wise men with lovely gifts. Thank you very much. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I'm sure they would have been very, very useful for Mary and Joseph. And they would have been used very wisely for the upbringing of Jesus. It's nice, isn't it, when you get gifts? Um, I was looking at some gifts the other day around the shop and I saw this nice heart box and I thought, oh, that's a nice gift. I'd go and have a look. I was had somebody in mind. It was just somebody young. And then when I got and looked closer, it said gift for new mum. I thought, ah, okay, that's not going to be appropriate because this person is not a new mum. But when you're a new mum, isn't it lovely to have special gifts for you and for your child? So God does provide those special gifts, that resources, that give us joy and that bless us. But primarily, God doesn't provide first and foremost for our comfort. He provides for our purpose, for, our, for the mission upon our lives to be fulfilled. And that's the same for you and me. He will provide for us that we might reach the lost. That we might do exactly what Jesus has done. That we might lift up those that, that are downcast. That we might seek to see the brokenhearted healed. So I want to encourage us in this Christmas story, as we look at Jesus the child and how he came and where he came to and what he experienced, that we can trust God's provision because he wants to fulfill the purposes that each one of us have on this earth to partner with him to make that which is wrong right through the power of his Holy Spirit.
Secondly, I want to encourage us that as we look at this story and, and we look at the picture of Jesus as the child, I want to encourage us to embrace God's protection. You see, Jesus was in danger. Dan told us last week how Mary was in danger, first and foremost. So Jesus, even unborn in Mary's womb, was at risk of being killed. Because Mary, in that community, would have been subject to a death sentence because she was classed as an unmarried mother. Not saying that that was right, but that was what it was like back then. Jesus was in danger even before he was born. And he continued to be in danger. As I've already mentioned, uh, when the wise men came and they went to uh, Jerusalem and they said, where is the king who has been born, uh, king of the Jews? And, and Herod, who was ruling then, said, oh, tell me, tell me, wicked Herod. Tell me where uh, he was born so I can go and worship him. <laughs> but he was out to kill him because he didn't want any other rival king. So Jesus was in th threat of his, of his life. But God provided protection for him. How often do we feel our lives are in threat? Maybe not to that extent, although so often many people do. And that is very, very sad. But we can often feel our lives are in danger, can't they? Can't we? And, and to a, a definitely to a certain degree, all our lives are in danger, really. I don't mean, oh, go about and be frightened. You're going to get knocked down as you go out. I don't mean that. I just mean about being, um, going down the road of death and decay. Because we're all subject, aren't we, to being people who go our own way, basically. Like the sheep who wanders off out the, sh out the field, doesn't stay in the area of protection, wanders off and can be in danger of getting snared into wrong things, into wrong ways, ending up suffering and dying and that's the same for us as individuals but God provides protection for us just as God provided protection for Jesus he provides protection for us he provided Mary and Joseph he provided good people who were there for him righteous people are you thankful for Mary and Joseph they're important aren't they in the story because they were God's provision for Jesus. Jesus needed people. He was a baby. <laughs> he was a child. He needed the right care and attention, didn't he? He needed the right guidance. And God provided Mary and Joseph, righteous people, humble people, willing to go the path that God had chosen for them. And obedient people. And for you and me, God provides those same people. He provides, Russ said earlier, he provides the community of believers. If this is your church, great. 
connect with one another, stick with one another, stay in tune with one another because it provides protection for each one, each one of us, doesn't it? We encourage one another, we speak words of life for one another and it helps us to stay on the right track. God provides protection. He provided protection through the scriptures too. Jesus was a boy who would have been brought up with all the Jewish traditions and reading of the scriptures. And that would have been a great um, ruler in his life, something that would have kept him um, committed to following God and committed to his purposes. He was... Uh, they were a family of prayer as well. And also, they were a family because of all those things, because they were righteous, because they were obedient, because they were humble. They were a family who were able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the angel came. The angel came and directed Joseph. We read through the story and gave them guidance don't go here, go, go there. Stay away from that place because there's danger. And we all need that guidance in our lives, don't we? Because we are all in danger of going astray and finding ourselves down the wrong track and finding ourselves in a place of danger and decay and despair. So I want to encourage us that just like Jesus was protected because of the people that God had provided for him, and it, not necessarily we might not all have mothers and fathers that are able to provide protection for us, but as the body of Christ, as the church, that is part of God's plan. We have each other, and we can be uh, like that good family, can't we, for one another, uh, sticking by one another and supporting one another. So I just want to say to each one of us, you need it, but you need to provide it for other people too. So, you know, it isn't just about you when we come to church. It's about you being there for other people too, isn't it? And we need to be that family that God wants us to be in order to provide the care and the protection for the purposes of God in each one of our lives. Because just like Jesus has that mission, had that mission upon his life, so you and I have a mission and a purpose upon our lives because he's called us to partner with him in making things right. So God provides for us. He provides for the purposes for our lives and he provides protection for us. But we have to embrace that. We have to make conscious decisions to take part in that and to believe that God has provided that for us for our own protection. And then finally, Jesus the child. How great to consider children, isn't it? 
at Christmas time. Does anybody enjoy seeing the children at Christmas time? I think we'd be a little strange if we didn't, because why do we enjoy that? Because there is so much uh, just exuberant, innocent, pure wonder, isn't there? When they receive their gifts and they're so excited and it's just so delightful, isn't it, to observe children. And I want to encourage us that we can revel in the privilege that we are God's children. I want to encourage us, as I encouraged us right at the beginning, to have that Christmas challenge to celebrate Christ this Christmas, to celebrate Christmas. And that can mean parties, and that can mean food, and that can mean, you know, games, and, or it can mean quiet reflection. But I want to encourage us to think about the fact that Jesus was a child and he had to submit himself in his humility, in his dependency, in his vulnerability. He had to just submit himself to God's provision and God's protection. And he was confident, wasn't he, that that was all there for him. And in doing that, just like a child, he reveled in God's favor. He grew in favor and in stature with God and with man. He reveled. He thrived. And just like Jesus thrived, not just survived. How many of us feel like sometimes we're just surviving? I know I do. God challenges us, doesn't he? He challenges me. Life isn't about just surviving. It's about thriving. And God wants us to thrive in his provision and under his protection and in the delight and the joy of the privilege that we are his child. Just like Jesus is the son of God, we are children. We are children too of our heavenly father if we come to him and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. We can have the privilege of reveling in God's protection and his provision. I can remember a time when um, I was quite small, must have been only about four, and we were in the big Scunthorpe Christmas market. Can you, anyone remember the old Scunthorpe Market? Norman's waving at me. He remembers the old Scunthorpe Market. It was huge, wasn't it? Eh? It's much bigger than what it was today. It sort of was expansive and it went back here, there and everywhere. And, and there was merry-go-rounds that you could go on. And so um, I used to love going into the market and there would always be nice treats, nice biscuits and things like that that we would pick up. And it was a routine every Friday. Mum used to go shopping to... Scunthorpe Market, yeah, that's the place to go. You didn't go to, there weren't any Tesco's, there wasn't big Tesco's down on the roundabout. It was Scunthorpe Market and British Home Stores for your cheese. <laughs> and um, so that's where we went. And I used to love going to the market, so I was in this happy, happy place. But one day, I turned around and my mum was nowhere to be seen. <gasps> and I stood... 
and I cried and I ran a little bit but couldn't feel like I should run too far and I didn't quite know where to go. Here I was in this big, big metropolis of Scunthorpe Market. (laughs) And then finally, somehow, miraculously, my mum appeared, got hold of my hand and said, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) Stay with me. No, she was kinder than that. And I was found. Isn't it great when you're found by your mum and your dad? Isn't it great to know that you're in safe hands? I take hold of your right hand, the Lord says. And I will help you. God wants us to keep hold of his hand because he wants us to be under his care, knowing his protection and knowing his provision. That's hope for every single one of us, isn't it? Whether we have a mum or dad, whether we didn't have a mum or dad, whether we have someone close by us right now, God has said, I will take hold of your right hand and I will help you. We all need his provision and we all need his protection. Uh, We went carol singing just the other day and uh, a few of us went up the road to the cottages at Brumby Wood Lane and uh, Elena brought Abigail and uh, she was the only little child there. But one thing I noticed was how free she was when she when we were all stood round singing and she plunked herself in the middle and she was happy and she was playing because she was safe in our protection. We were all stood around her and we could watch her. She wasn't in any danger of going running off onto the road or going off with any strangers in any way. But she was protected because she was under our care. She was in the middle of our provision and our protection. And how special that she could play so freely and so joyfully in the confidence that we were protecting her. And God wants us to know that same confidence too. So here we go. Here's some pictures for us to finish with. There's a scripture, I believe, first of all, from Matthew. And this is what it says. Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The message to us all is that we trust God like a child. Trust those that are caring for them and that are providing for them. We're all called to have that simple faith and trust, aren't we, in God, in his provision and in his protection. And if you don't feel like you're feeling that young and you've got a few more wrinkles, here you go. Even to our old uh, age and greyer uh, hairs... <laughs> then there is 
life, isn't there? There is a joy that we can all know in the reveling in the privilege that God is our good father and that he provides for us regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in here on earth. He provides for us and he protects us. And as we embrace those things, as we submit to those things, as we acknowledge that this life is about fulfilling the mission and the purpose that he has for us, then we can know a joy in trusting him and knowing that his purposes will be fulfilled in each of our lives to his glory and his honor. Shall we just pray together? Lord, we thank you that we can see you in this passage today and as we reflect back on your birth we can see how you gave yourself so completely and we thank you for that we thank you that you give us an incredible example of trusting God you trusted your father Heavenly Father, and you embraced the provision and the protection that was provided for you. And you reveled and you grew and you fulfilled your mission. This Christmas time, Lord God, help us to celebrate you. because you are the one who brings so much light and hope into so many dark places in our lives and in our world. And I pray, Lord God, that we will just appreciate the things that you have provided for us. And we would commit ourselves to the connections and the people that you've given for our protection. And we would delight in knowing that you are a good God and that your goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life as we seek to honor you and follow you and fulfill the mission you've called us to. Thank you, Lord, for your incredible example. Thank you, Lord, that you have completed your mission. You have you came and you, you did subject yourself ultimately to that death on a cross, taking our place, taking our shame, taking the wrong things that we had done and providing a substitute in our place 
so that we could be free, we could be forgiven, we could be cleansed. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate you this Christmas time and may we honour you in our decisions and our actions in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.